Welcome to the Lighthouse Community Podcast. Thank you for joining us today. We hope today's teaching will encourage you in your faith and help you develop an increasing desire to walk with God. Let's listen in. All right. Hey, good morning. Uh, again, welcome to Align 2023. This is something we do one time a year where we pick one theme and, and we talk about it from multiple angles. And so this morning, uh, you're going to be hearing from four uh, different teachers uh, on the theme of how to study the Bible. And so this morning, uh, to get us going, I've invited uh, my good friend, Yvonne Anderson, here this morning. And so uh, we were talking about it today, and I said, thank you so much for being willing to do this. And she goes, uh, I'm not willing. I'm doing it because the Lord... <laughs> asked me to. <laughs> so there you go. Uh, good. So we're going to jump right in. Uh, Yvonne, maybe, uh, you know, not everybody here knows who you are um, or some of your story. So I wonder, maybe you could share a little bit about who you are. Okay. As Chris says. You might not be on. Let's take a look, Lou. I'm not a, there it is. Okay. I'm usually not a technical expert, but today I got it. You, you got the That's right. Button. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so welcome to Align 2023. Uh, no, just kidding. Yeah. But if you would take a moment and introduce yourself. Okay. I am, as Fritz said, Yvonne Anderson, and I've been at Lighthouse since um, autumn of 2018. I came and kind of jumped in with both feet um, because I started out as ministry assistant here. Um, and I retired from that position a year ago this past spring, but I am still on the teaching team, and I also co-lead a small group, so I'm still around. Yeah, Yvonne was actually our very first ministry assistant back in the days when, like, Jenny uh, and I were still, like, printing and folding bulletins and, like, like doing all of this stuff, and it started to become so much, and we're like, we need somebody on the team, and God led you, mm-hmm. and, uh, yeah, you helped bring a lot of strength and organization uh, to our church, so we're really grateful for you in that. And maybe let our team know, I know we were trying to figure it out in days and months, but uh, <laughs> about how long have you been following Jesus now? 51 years and three months, but who's counting? Yeah, <laughs> that's right. So, um, yeah, so Vaughn's been walking with the Lord uh, for some time, and so it's one of the reasons I wanted to invite her to come. Uh, I think she has some really uh, insightful wisdom for us today. Now, you have a unique approach. I remember when we first started working together, uh, you shared with me how you typically tend to go through Scripture in your personal time. I wonder if you would share, share with our, our family, what, what does that look like for you most of the time? It varies a little bit from year to year, but um, since about 1996, I have been reading the Bible straight through, um, usually in six months, sometimes uh, in a year, just depends. Um, And then I do that the first half of the year, and then the second half of the year, um, if something jumped out at me that I wanted to investigate a little further, or I had some questions about a particular topic, or I wanted to look into a particular Uh, book more, I would spend the next half of the year doing that. Um, Sometimes I I usually read Genesis through Revelation. Um, Sometimes I read it chronologically. Um, I follow different reading plans, different years, and it's always good. 
Yeah, I remember when you told me that, um, and like right before you had shared that, I'd felt so good that I'd read through the Bible in a year uh, in my life, and then uh, you're like, yeah, I do that every six months. Um, (laughs) uh, And I thought, wow, okay, yeah, but I love that, because there's like this really quick move through Scripture, and then you do like a deep dive Mm -hmm. on a topic or a theme or something when you're in the Scriptures to go, man, while I was reading through quick, this grabbed my attention, and I want to discover more about what God has to say about that. And sometimes when I read through, I read through looking for something in particular, and I jot down, like for instance, the first time I did it, um, when I went through the New Testament, I made note of every time the Old Testament was quoted in the New Testament. Mm. And I was amazed at how much Old Testament is in the New Testament. It was kind of eye-opening. And another time when I went through, I made note of every time creation was mentioned, God creating the heavens and the earth is not just in Genesis. It's all the way through the whole thing. And, and you never know what you're going to find when you do something like that. I imagine there's some people here who are going, okay, you've been doing this since 96 or 97. Um, why in the world would you continue to read the same book over and over again, meditating on it, reading it, thinking about it, studying it? What is it about the Bible that you just keep coming back all the time? There's no end to the depth of it. And the more you read, the more you understand, and the more you understand, the more you realize you don't understand. Um, And it just never ends. And I have read passages, like when you're reading through the Bible in a year or in six months, there's some pretty boring passages. (laughs) (laughs) And I I get to the, I start in the morning and I say, what in the world am I going to get out of this? And I always do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it always amazes me. And then I, it gives me a reason to praise God. Mm. It, it's just awesome. When I had first approached you about this, I asked you, I said, if you could share one thing with somebody uh, about reading and studying the Bible, what has been most impactful for you? And I'll never forget, uh, you, like, you were sitting in the chair right across from me, and you are like, the fact that the Bible is God's word. That is, is probably the most meaningful, impactful thing you said that was for you that you would end up sharing with somebody else. What do you mean when you say the Bible is God's word? What's behind that? Um, the Bible isn't just a book about God. It is a book from God to us. And I don't mean that he dictated it into his speech-to-text computer program, and it came out just exactly the way he said it. He used uh, more than 40 people. Um, He inspired it. What exactly that means, we don't know. Um, Whether he dictated it or whether he gave them the thought and they wrote it down. But um, it's his thoughts and in his words and his truth that he gifted people to write. And he has preserved it and caused it to be translated, and it's, it's totally his from the very beginning. Yeah, and so, so I mean, you're talking about, even back to the, the issue of, it, this wasn't just uh, really thoughtful people who were writing down religious or spiritual ideas. You're, you're saying, like, the Holy Spirit God was actively involved in guiding people through recording mm-hmm. what God wanted them to share with us. Right. And they didn't understand it a lot of times themselves. People wrote things that people could not possibly have known at the time. Like one of my favorites is in Job. Job says that God hangs the earth upon nothing. And this was in an era when people thought the earth was on the back of a turtle. Yeah. And, 
And only yeah. God could inspire him to say something like that that he didn't understand himself. And um, Peter said that the old prophets, when they wrote these things, they didn't know what they were saying or they didn't have full understanding of it. They wanted to understand it, but they wrote what God inspired them to write, even though they didn't really understand what it was they were saying. What I'm hearing you saying is that this, this is a gift. This is a gift. This is a gift from God. Yeah. So, so then, like, how, how does that affect the, the reality that God would speak to us in a way that we can know him, in a way that, I love what you said, that it's been, it's been translated, it's been cared for uh, all of these thousands of years. Um, how does that reality affect the way that you approach reading and studying the Bible in your own life? I have to look at the Bible as, like you said, it's a gift. It is supernatural. It is not a textbook. It is not a how-to book. It's not helpful hints. It's not um, just wise sayings that, you know, are kind of handy to say and throw out at somebody when they do something you think they need to know better. Um, <laughs> it is God speaking to me, and it is it never changes, and... It's always true. And whenever I run across something I don't understand, I don't need to freak out. I don't need to try to twist it around to make sense mm. to my mind. I don't need to reject it because I don't understand it. Because what kind of a God would he be if everything he said I could understand? Mm -hmm. um, and sometimes I don't understand it the first 32 times. But then the 33rd time when I read it, oh... Yeah, that makes sense. And if I've re read it 50 times and it still doesn't make sense, I'm okay with that. Because I can accept that it's true even if I have no idea how it's true. It is. So, so you just said I could read something 32 times, I read it 33rd time, it, it comes, uh, I become really aware of that. So as soon as you said that, um, Hebrews 4 came to my mind that uh, that writer says the word of God is living and active. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Could you talk to us about that just for like how you understand that, what that means, what that looks like for the word of God to be living and active in your life or in the life of believers in us today? It's eternal. It never changes. And my situations change. The world changes, but God's word never changes. And his spirit gives us understanding of it in the situation that we're at. I can read the same passage in different situations and see different as applications of it, the different aspects of the truth of it, depending on the situation I'm in. And people on the other side of the world, I have a good friend, we have a, we've actually never met, but she's a virtual friend, in Tasmania, which is literally on the other side of the world. That's a real place. That just, is a okay, real right, place, I just thought yes. I only knew about it in Bugs yeah. Bunny cartoons. Yes. I didn't know. Okay, yes. all right. <laughs> I, I know somebody that lives there. Um, anyway, um, she and I connected through, I won't bother to tell you the whole details, but it's a God thing. God connected us. And um, her understanding of scripture is the same thing as mine because it's the same God, it's the same spirit. And it's alive in Tasmania, and it's alive in the United States, and it's alive, alive in China, and it's alive everywhere, speaking to people individually, yes. speaking the same truth, and the same God. I, I kind of think of the Bible as a supernatural thing in a physical form, mm. because God is supernatural, but he gives it to us in a physical form because we're physical people. We need something we can hold in our hands and see with our eyes. So 
I think so you have some people who may, um, I'm kind of going back to something you shared earlier about kind of the nature of scripture, um, right? It's not a how-to book. It's not a religious manual. So if you could, uh, what would you identify for us today? What, what is the primary purpose of the Bible based on everything that we've talked about today and in, in your time of walking with the Lord? I would have to say it's God wanting us to know him. And we can't know him apart from the scriptures because the scripture is the only faithful representation of him other than Jesus Christ, who is also called the word of God. Mm. So there's kind of a theme there. Um, (laughs) uh, The Bible starts with the word of God creating the heavens and the earth and everything else. And when mankind's sin separated us from him, uh, the Bible says the word, they heard the word of God walking, the voice of God walking in the garden, and they hid, and they hid because they were ashamed. Mm. But the word of God came to take our shame so that we no longer have to have shame, and he still speaks through his word. And that's what the Bible is. It's God calling to us in the garden. It's God calling us out of our shame. It's God calling us into the relationship with him that he created us to have. I hope we got that. <laughs> it's moments like these where I go, why am I leading this church? Uh, okay. Because you asked the right questions. <laughs> uh, what, one more. What would, so, uh, you know, we have lots of people in our church family uh, all coming from different scent points. What would you say to someone who is at the place where they're investigating the reality of God? Um, you know, they're not, they haven't crossed that line where they say yes, yes to Jesus yet, um, but they're open, mm-hmm. right? Uh, how might reading the Bible be helpful to that person? I think it's the only thing that we can do to find God, to find truth, because there are so many ideas in the world about who and what God is. I mean, a lot of people say they believe in God, but the God that they believe in has nothing to do with the God of the Bible. Mm-hmm. We make God fit our own image, We listen to this person who says this and this person says that and we get confused and we don't know what to think. But the Bible tells us who God is and who God isn't and who we are in relation to him and who we, what the sort of relation he wants us to have with him. And so I don't think, in fact, I'm positive that no one can find God without the Bible. Mm. Yeah. Wow. Um. Thank you so much for spending some time with us. Was this helpful this morning? Can we encourage Yvonne and let her know how grateful we are for, for her this morning? Um, I didn't ask you this beforehand. Uh, I'm going to ask you now. In other I, words, I'm not going to be prepared, Well, that's right? my hope, that you won't turn me down in front of all of our family here. Um, I'm wondering, would you be willing to pray for us as a church family this morning? You would ask that, wouldn't you? <laughs> yes. Thank you. Okay. Father God, we come before you this morning wanting to know you. We hear you calling our names, and we want to respond the way you want us to respond, because we know, Lord, that that is what we are created to do. And we pray, Lord, for the grace and for the faith to do that. We pray, Lord, that you would give us a hunger and a thirst for you and for your righteousness, and that we would learn to seek your face and seek your truth and seek your way through the word that you have given us. We thank you so much, Lord, for bringing each one of us to this place. We thank you for 
giving each one of us a desire to know you. And we know, Lord, that when we do come to saving faith, it's not because of anything that we have done, but you have drawn us to you. You have opened our eyes to who you are and who we are before you, and you have opened the door to a relationship with you and to walk with you through all eternity. And we thank you so much, Lord, for that. It is not anything that we can accomplish in ourselves, but it is something that you do in us and through us. And we, we just give you the glory, Lord, and we thank you so much. We pray your blessing upon the rest of this service and the next service and all those who are speaking. We pray that your spirit would speak through them as your spirit can speak through a donkey, Lord. And I thank you, Lord, that you do use us weak, ordinary, flawed human beings to speak for you and to do your will and to reach out to others who are confused and in the dark. We thank you for the light of your glorious gospel, and we pray that you would be glorified among us today. We pray all these things in our Savior's name. Amen. Thanks for joining us. If you'd like to learn more about Lighthouse Community, check out our website at mylighthousecommunity.com or connect with us on Facebook. You're invited to join us live Sunday mornings at 909 or 1111. Thanks again for listening to the Lighthouse Community Podcast.